Peyton Pritchard was awesome in Toronto. We're still talking about it. How does that affect his standing on the Celtics, especially around the trade deadline? Plus, was the win over Toronto the mark of a championship team? And was the OKC loss a real turning point this season that led to a win like the one we saw in Toronto? It's all right now from Miami on the Lockdown Celtics podcast. Be ever ready. Recognize the city of champs. Boston, baby, we do what you can't. Locked on number 18, Tatum and Brown, J team. Step back, we gon' wet that and slay teams. Of course, the Celtics, who else could it be? Screaming like KG with the Larry OB. Corrales above average, assessing the team status. Best daily pod, no cap, salary matching. Clutch like Bird to DJ, keep John on replay. Primetime, dapping up the truth on the sideline. Rain and Jays, how it started, raising banners, how we finished. Locked on Celtics, pod, home of the winners. B. Hey, welcome back to the Lockdown Celtics podcast right here on the Lockdown Podcast Network, where it is your team every day. And I am here for you every day with a free, fresh podcast dropped directly to your device if you are a subscriber. So please subscribe where you get your podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts, even on YouTube. If you're watching on YouTube, you can see that I'm out on my hotel balcony. I am in Miami ahead of, I know the Celtics play Orlando first, but... uh, I came to Miami instead. I'll watch the Orlando game on TV from Miami and enjoy the scenery, which some of it is behind me here on the YouTube page. I'm John Corrales, former professional basketball player. Now I cover the Celtics for Boston Sports Journal. And we're continuing the conversation about the uh, Celtics win in Toronto, all of that stuff. But I'm going to do it with my good friend, Tom underscore NBA on Twitter, Tom Westerholm, how you feeling, bud? As everyone can, uh, who's watching on the YouTube can see, I'm also in Miami. Um, yeah. This, uh, the background behind well, me here is very different than what it usually is. Um, well, no, I, I was going to say, I, I appreciate you taking all of your background stuff with you. All my guitars, my, my bass Everything. cab, um, the, uh, yeah. the box to that Miami I have unpacked. And setting it's up your all... hotel room exactly like your home studio. Correct. Yes. It's um, it's a dedication to your craft. <laughs> well, I, I know that why most people got hooked on Lockdown Celtics because of my um, background here. So I'm I'm happy uh, happy to be here, man. Yeah, yeah, I'm happy to have you, Tom. And uh, hopefully, my squinting and I brought my sunglasses so I could do this. But I figured that might be too distracting because it's way too cool for everybody. Well, I mean, what it, what it is is just like obnoxiously flexing the fact that you made <laughs> the objectively correct move to go to Miami a day early and skip Orlando. Like, yeah, what a, yeah. What a, what a skip move. Orla- Look, man, travel is all about making good decisions. Yeah. I mean, yeah this was really a solid is. one. This was a solid one. Yep. Um, so, all right. So the Celtics eventually will be here in Miami, but we got to continue this conversation from Toronto. Uh, Tom, if I have one regret, or maybe I'm proud, I should be proud of myself. Peyton Pritchard did that all that stuff in the fourth quarter, and I didn't make one year of the rabbit joke on Twitter. Should yeah. I be proud of myself for that, or should I like be like, oh, missed opportunity? Uh, no, I think you that's a missed opportunity. I think the uh, I think anytime you can you can sneak a B rabbit joke in, you got to do it. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, look, he was uh, phenomenal in this game, and like one of the conversations that always comes up. When Pritchard, uh, first of all, before I get into the Pritchard conversation, I do have to tell you that this show is brought to you by Prize Picks. 
First time users can get a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with the promo code locked on. That's prizepicks.com, promo code locked on. All right, so back to uh, Pritchard, who, you know, I, I've talked a ton about Pritchard. His time in Boston is limited now. His, he's he's going to be done somehow, some way. Uh, his time in Boston will end. He's not going to resign here at some, you know, at some point he's going to go away because I think the, uh, opportunity is just going to be better somewhere else. However, when he gets his opportunities in Boston, he he tends to make the most of them somehow, and he did it again in this one with the with that big fourth quarter. And uh, look, he's as I said in yesterday's show, and I've said multiple times, he's such a luxury to have. I kind of feel bad because the the player uh, development side of me says get this guy someplace where he can play ball, but. Obviously, the Celtics are trying to win a championship side is saying hoard all the talent and let them deal with it for however long they have to deal with it for this season. And then afterward, we'll be happy to give Peyton his ring wherever his team comes through next season. Yeah, I mean, I think I I guess I'm curious what you think of this, right? Because like, you know, you you talk about the player development side of it. And and I to be clear, I don't I don't know if this take is, is correct or not, but like if Pritchard is playing on a potential championship team, right? If he's, so he's getting this exposure, you know, people are seeing Peyton Pritchard. People know who Peyton Pritchard is. He's, you know, he's, he's putting up these big stat lines um, when he gets his opportunities. I feel like, I love that you're drinking Dunkin' Donuts in Miami. Um, Like, I I feel like he, uh, you know, he's getting these opportunities. He is boosting his profile. He is building his resume. He is kind of putting himself in position to make money. So I, all, I and, and when you look at the player development side of things, he's also clearly getting better. Would he be getting better with more minutes? Probably. But at the same time, I don't think the Celtics are necessarily doing a lot of damage to him by keeping him around and by, you know, kind of, Hey, like, yes, you're not going to be getting a ton of minutes, but you are going to be getting a lot of exposure whenever you do get minutes. And frankly, if there are injuries, we're going to use you. You're a good player. And we believe in you. Like, I don't think that they're necessarily doing a lot like a huge disservice to him. You know, if they do keep him around through the trade deadline, if they do just kind of give him that exposure throughout the rest of this season, I think that's, I think that's fine. I don't, I don't think that's like unfair or something that like his agent or, you know, teams around the league would look at in a, in a kind of a negative light. No, I mean, look, this is, this is how it goes. And he's, you know, a late first round pick. He, you know, you know, that, you don't you don't go late in the first round, without you know you 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 can't go that that late in the in the draft and think well I get to dictate my cir- right. circumstances right you know, like he knows he knows everybody knows but he he has proven that he belongs in the league like he's definitely an NBA player it's not like it's not I'm not making the argument for him uh, that I was making for Carson Edwards which was just go just go to Spain dude and live in right. Barcelona right. and live the best life playing high-level basketball, but you're just not an NBA player. I mean, Peyton could go overseas if he wanted to and probably make a ton of money and maybe maybe even a little bit more money. But he he if the dream is the NBA, and he he has proven he belongs in the NBA. So it's a much different argument for Pritchard. Um, and you're right. In a way, you can say this type of situation is the difference between creating some more drive in somebody 
versus having somebody just kind of feel like, ah, eh, you know, I'm good with this. Yeah, you know, some some guys come out of the draft, and the difference between a guy uh, succeeding and a guy failing is the they don't believe in me kind of attitude, and and he can spin that. I, I, I the thing I have with with Pritchard is he has these moments like he did against the Raptors, but there was a, there were a couple of games where he got opportunities uh, recently where he just it didn't work. And he got in, he, he got first quarter minutes, and then didn't play again. So we focus on the, oh, wow, the uh, look, at, look at him step up and hit four, you know, 12 points in the fourth quarter. How can you give him up? And we forget about those other, those other chances where he had two straight games where he played five minutes, he couldn't hit a shot, and therefore he was much less useful. So the ups and downs with Pritchard are, are part of the equation, but I think for the Celtics, if they can take the Gallinari-Pritchard combination and find somebody um, that can be more reliable with more size, then I'm still pro doing that. But if the Celtics end up with Pritchard and just Pritchard, like that's not that's not a bad thing. Nope, nope. And I think you know you look at I think you look ahead at like the the Orlando game, right? And, and you can like. So it sounds like Derek White is fine. It sounds like Marcus Smart's going to be day to day, according to Joe Mazzula. It sounds like everybody came out, you know, mildly scathed, but mildly scathed is better than very scathed. You know, like <laughs> we can't quite say unscathed, but, um, you know, like I think when you look ahead to the Orlando game, the luxury of having Peyton Pritchard is that you could just rest Derek White, you could rest Marcus Smart, and, and you could just trot Pritchard out there. Yeah. Like if the, Celt the Celtics don't have to take risks, and like they're not like just automatically saying, okay, we're gonna we're gonna lose this game, um, you know, just by resting their guys. Pritchard is is literally like a fourth option, but but he is an option. You know, it's yeah. not it's not like a yes. fourth stringer. It, 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 it he is he is truly somebody that you can choose to put out there and still try to win a basketball game. That's yeah, that's pretty valuable for a championship team that felt like it ran out of gas uh, last year in the finals. Right, right, and you know it begs the question: like, should, should he should they? throw him out there some more but that's right. that's yeah. you know like okay so yeah. you have a guy that you can go out there and throw some throw some minutes to why not give him 10 15 minutes and like pump everybody down a little bit yep i don't know that's it, it is a fair question I, I don't think that's exactly how it works but i also do think there is a fairness to it because i think joe Mazzula is relying on these guys a little too much uh um, i agree and hopefully for Missoula, the strategy is build the big lead, and then we can start resting these guys ahead of the playoffs. So we'll see about that. Yep. All right, well, we'll come back and talk more about uh, this win over Toronto. How big a win is it? How All of these, do we put too much emphasis on this? Or is this the type of win that a championship team makes? We'll talk about that in just a minute. First, today's show is brought to you by... Prize Picks. Prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy and fun. This is uh, daily fantasy the way it should be. People who have signed up for Prize Picks have come up to me while I'm at the garden and said, "We love this. Thank you." Um, and you can make it real fun because you're not playing against other people with, you know, computers and algorithms and you know whatever experts. People who are, are making livings off of this. You're having fun. You want to you know, make a little bit of money, 
you can go pick two to six players, and if they score more or less than the prize picks projection, it's just you against the projection, you can win up to 25 times your money on any entry. So it's just you versus the projections that are available. As a plane flies directly by me, <laughs> prize picks offers projections on any sport you watch. And when I say any, all the major pro sports, all the college sports, you can go into Europe and get European basketball, cricket. You can go into disc golf and esports. Everything is there. You can make your entries in 60 seconds or less. So if you started when I started talking about prize picks, you could be done by now. And when you win, you want safe and fast withdrawals. They got that over at prize picks. Currently operational in 30 states or and Canada, not or, and Canada. So download the prize picks app or go to prizepicks.com and sign up to play daily fantasy sports. First time users get a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with promo code locked on. If you deposit 100, prize picks will give you 100. If you deposit 50, prize picks gives you 50. Don't forget to enter the promo code locked on at sign up for an instant deposit match up to $100. Hey, thanks for making Locked On Celtics your first listen every day. Make Locked On game to game. It's on the Locked On NBA feed, your second listen. If you want to get caught up in the night in the league, uh, everything from both sides of the story, uh, each local host is going to give you about a minute or so of the game so you can get both sides and really uh, get caught up on the league. So it's on the Locked On NBA feed. Listen to Locked On NBA. Listen to Locked On game to game. Uh, let's bring Tom home back in. Uh, Tom, before the break, I said, I asked the question, is this just, you know, hey, it's just a win, nice win against Toronto, uh, or, or as it's been posited by commenters and tweeters, this is the type of win that a champion has to make over the course of the season. Do you put that much stock into what they needed to do to beat Toronto? I don't mostly because turn that question around, right? Like if the Celtics lost this game, does that mean that they aren't a championship team because they didn't win this game that they should have won that they needed to like pull out to be a champion team, right? Like, right. I don't, I, I don't think it's kind of that, um, you know, that cut and dry uh, in, in either direction. Now I do think it was a really good win. Like, I, I think that look like, like when you go th back through the season, I don't necessarily think you're going to look back at beating the Raptors, you know, avoiding the letdown game, all that stuff. I don't think you're going to look at that and say, that was the moment I knew they were a champion. But I think you could look at it and say like, hey, that was that was a good indicator that this is a really deep team. It does tell you a lot, right? Like it tells you that, uh, you know, I mean, one of the stats that I pulled out uh, during the game, like the Celtics last season, Jalen No Tatum, right on the floor yeah. they were dead even zero point like scored exactly the same number of points per 100 possessions as they gave up this season they've been plus 6.2 and while Jalen was a negative in the first half like a significant one he was plus nine in the second half right yeah. so like Jalen without Tatum has been a lot better this year and that matters quite a bit like at least it should like no it does Tatum. it does absolutely well, it, it matters as long as the Celtics can convince Tatum to take some time off, which is like <laughs> the, the, the always, uh, always, always the challenge. Um, you know, and I mean, look, it matters that Grant Williams is capable of scoring 25 points. It was weird to me that that, you know, that, that he scored 21 and that was his career high. I almost felt like that was low. But, um, you know, it matters that Grant Williams can do that. It matters that Peyton Pritchard can can come off the bench and help out a little bit. Um, you know, all these things matter. It matters that Luke Cornett can 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 be a positive impact whenever, whenever he comes into the game, uh, you know, when, when Rob Williams is injured, like 
to me, it's it's not so much that this is a win, like this is this is a, a a win that a championship team has to be able to pull out. It's just that there are a lot of very solid takeaways, um, you know, that should that that generally should be very encouraging for Celtics fans. Basically, ramp it down is what I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> no, and, and that's a that's a fair point. Um, I I do see what people are saying when when that's the the takeaway because. I mean, it is, it is in a sense, I, I mean, I, I will take that other side for a second. It is, in a sense, the type of win that does show you that they are a championship-type team where you can go not just come in without Tatum. Boy, all of the sirens. They got planes and sirens, sirens and everything. Yeah. And, you know, I'm I tried also, to I'm also, I'm also hearing them from my Miami hotel. Yes, order. thank you. I'm glad. I, can, I think I can see you in that hotel across the yeah, way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, you come in without Jason Tatum. Okay, fine. You lose. It, it's not just that they lost players. The, the types of players that they lost. Yeah. You lose Marcus Smart. <laughs> your, your starting point guard and the, the, the reigning defensive player of the year. And Robert Williams, the guy who came in and made an instant difference. And when he's there, there's no going to the rim. And the Raptors love going to the rim. They, they outscored the Celtics significantly in points in the paint in this game. So... You Real take him out from that Warriors game, by the way. Yeah, yeah, uh, and and so he, you you lose two All Defense guys, an MVP candidate, uh, and then and then down the stretch in the fourth quarter, you lose your best plus minus guy in Derek White. He's your number one plus minus guy, yeah. so a guy that is makes a significant impact on this team. So I've said, like that would have been a game where. If they didn't pull it out, jeez. All right. Well, shout out to the Miami Fire Department. They want to get on this uh, on this podcast. <laughs> What's up, guys? Um, apologies. I thought I thought this was gonna be a nice, calm. Hey, it's fun. I'm out on my balcony, and it turns out to be very distracting. Uh, but when you when you lose those guys, and and it'd be very easy to say, ah, what are you going to do? You know, Toronto is a tough team. They're playing for their playoff lives. They're they're really trying to get it back together. Uh, some good players have been having horrible seasons. They found an opportunity. They shot really, really well. They're not a good shooting team, and they shot extraordinarily well in this game. And the Celtics still found a way to win. That That says a lot because what's the one thing that has plagued the Celtics it's the mentality it's that that when they had the opportunity to kind of fold i think a lot of people say yeah they they do kind of fold they take those opportunities and they don't they don't they don't push through those and now they're starting to push through those opportunities i so i think i think there is a lot more to this win you're right in saying it's not it's not like, oh my God, this shows that they're a championship team because they won. But it does, in a sense, show uh, that that mentality of like, okay, well, we're down this many guys, we're still gonna, we're we're not gonna stop. We're 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 gonna keep going. And I think, I, I don't know, Tom, what do you think? That OKC game, I think, was a real, real wake up call for them because they came out and messed around, you know. I'll clean it up. Mess around and find out. Like they found out 
against OKC. And I think that was actually a a wake up call for this team. I'll let you I'll let you respond in just a second. Formulate your quick, before, Can I real quick before you go? I want to say mess around and make a discovery. <laughs> I like that. That's yeah. that's that's the uh, that's on the album that doesn't have the parental advisory <laughs> sticker on it. Uh, <laughs> all right. Well, we'll get Tom's reaction to what I just said about that OKC game and, and what that meant. But first, today's show is brought to you by FanDuel. We are very excited about our new sports betting partner for Locked On because they are the number one sports book in America. It's FanDuel. And if you're new to FanDuel, that's even better. They have so many great features that make betting on sports fun and easy. If you're a new customer, you can join today with $150 in free bets guaranteed when you place your first $5 bet. Just sign up at FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. FanDuel has all your favorite bets from the money line to the point spreads to player props. Plus, you can even combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with a same-game parlay. Now, I'm looking at the NBA games this uh, for uh, Sunday. I'm recording before a lot of these games are, are being played. And games that matter to the, to the Celtics, the Heat are favored by 7.5 over New Orleans. Uh, I'm going to take New Orleans uh, and the points uh, in Miami. I feel like Miami is going to kind of let down in that game. And then later on, we have the Brooklyn Nets and the Golden State Warriors. The Warriors are favored by 7.5. They're arrested. They sat a bunch of guys in Cleveland. Still won. So I think the Celtics are going to get a lot of help. I'm taking the Warriors over the Nets and the uh, Pelicans in this game. You can go over to FanDuel and uh, check out that on an app that is safe, secure, and easy to use. And if you're a football fan, don't miss out. Place your first $5 bet to get $150 in free bets, win or lose, at FanDuel.com slash locked on. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. All right, Tom, we uh, we left off with mess around and make a discovery. It's a new that's our new uh, PG version of the other thing that everybody knows what I'm talking about. So what do you think? I think the OKC game after that game, guys said a lot. And then I was in Dallas for their first win after that game. And like I, I, I'm going to hang on to this Malcolm Brogdon quote for a while because he said, I think we've been feeding off the first unit too much. And when they come out and aren't good, we have to come in and pick them up. And it basically an acknowledgement of the bench was kind of playing along. And if the, if the starters came out flat, the bench was kind of flat too. And ever since then, even when the starters came out flat, and let's, let's be real, Jalen Brown, you said Jalen Brown was a negative to start this game. He, he was not good. I thought he was forcing it to start this game. I think he got a little too caught up in the, Hey, it's Jalen Brown time. And then later on, when he settled down in the second half, he was the real Jalen Brown that I think can be an all-NBA player. But it's the bench that came in and picked them up. So do you believe, as I do, that that OKC game might have been an actual literal turning point in this season? Yeah, I, so I guess it depends how much you think individual games are turning points, right? Like, Like how much do you think that – because so, if the OKC game was a turning point, right, I think you could make the case that, and the Celtics the Celtics are very clear that they don't want to do this around, like generally, but you could also make the case that it's possible the Warriors game will be a turning point. Kind of that moment where they discovered like, okay, we can still win a game even if we shoot poorly from three, even if, even if people are having a tough game. 
we can still beat this team that has, you know, that that has given that that they have ghosts from, right? That they kind yeah, of like sure, have, sure. We can we can enter that haunted house and walk out unscathed, even if we aren't having our best day. Like if those things are turning points, if individual games are turning points, then absolutely, right? Um, so I, I think like that OKC game looked like that was that was a tough one. That was the most they've looked like the first half of last year's team, um, you know, all season. And, yeah. you know, you come back from that. And look, like, you win that Warriors game by the same kind of token. Like, Al Horford was 2 for 10 in uh, against the Raptors. And he had this unbelievable defensive stretch, you know, where he missed – uh, a shot clock violation shot again, uh, where he hit the yeah. rim that, that helps the Celtics burn 45 seconds. He yeah. then, um, you know, he, he wins that jump ball. He forces a second jump ball because the Celtics failed to secure his first jump ball. So yeah. then he wins that jump ball too. He, you know, he, he gets, he got a big rebound and he got yep. a big steal. Um, you know, like I, I think if, if the, if the thunder game is a turning point, I think the warriors game could be a turning point too, where guys like kind of look at it and say, okay, I'm not having the best game, but I can then I can still have a, a really important impact down the stretch. You know, it's not so much about what's already happened in the game. It's what's happening now uh, to, to help them win. So like, yeah, I think the Thunder game could absolutely be a turning point. I think, uh, you know, the Warriors game could be too. And, you know, yeah, I don't know, man. We're all, we're all just kind of saying that the Celtics are, are, are really good over and over yeah. this year like in well, different ways, but um, they keep showing it in different ways. It's it's about see every year, it's a new season and like it. Aside from that being like obvious, it's a new season every year. Um, it's it's you're starting over, building those habits. It doesn't matter what you did last season, and the Atlanta Hawks I think are a great example of that because the Atlanta Hawks a couple of years ago made a deep playoff run, got to the conference finals, and then the next season they came in and started playing the regular season. And already Trey Young was saying, oh, I'm bored with We're bored with the regular season. You know, after that playoff run, we're bored with it. Flip it to the Celtics who are like, they made that deep playoff run and lost in the finals. And they're like, you know what? No, we know what it takes. And it starts from the beginning. And you got to build those habits. Last year, the Hawks sucked. And I think that's still residual dealing. You know, the Hawks are still dealing with that kind of mentality. The Celtics are relearning all of these lessons. And I think... The OKC game, like beating or losing to a bad team, that happens. The Celtics are going to lose to another. And I I hesitate to call OKC like a bad team anymore because right. they're actually. Yeah, yeah. But at that they point, <laughs> they got, they right, they got. So it's not that they lost, but it, being embarrassed that way. And they didn't have Shea Gilgis-Alexander in that game. So. They do have some pieces, but they also didn't have Pokashevsky. They 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 were shorthanded as well. Losing to a team that's below you, that you should beat, is going to happen. The Celtics are going to lose one of those games again this year. Sure. And people are going to be like, oh, what the hell? But the way they lost that game, it was so embarrassing. 150 points was so egregious that they were like, okay. And and they just got dunked on over and over and over again. Every time they reached and, and didn't really play for, they just kind of like sort of reached and just got blown by and it was another dunk. You didn't just lose. You got thoroughly embarrassed. 
and in the most showy way possible. I, I really feel like that was a little bit of a wake-up call to say, we can't go into a game with that mentality. Whatever we did to go into, like, however we felt that going into that game, we can't do that again. And that mentality, like, if you get away with that, fine, you get away with that. You're a good team. You get away with it. You know, maybe you lose because you didn't shoot well and you lose by five or whatever. But but to lose that way, you you flip that over to this game against Toronto. They 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 could have gone in and said, ah, we just we just got away with one in, in uh against Golden State. We got revenge in our minds against Orlando. We got Miami yeah. coming up. That's a big game. Whatever. We're just gonna come in here and cruise. We're gonna see if we can outshoot you because you guys can't shoot. So we're just gonna try to bomb some threes. But they didn't do that. And that mentality is why they won the game. So I I just feel like that OKC game was was meaningful in what what they're trying to build. And was you want to call it a turning point? Call it whatever. But I think that was that's gonna be like a flashpoint in the season where you say they learned something important on that day. Yeah, or or microcosm, right? Of of the lessons that they've learned over the last few years where you know, it, it's really interesting that, that you bring up Atlanta because I bet you that there were probably every season is a new season, but you're still yourself. Like you're still you're still that team, and the lessons you learn really matter. I bet you if you look at that Atlanta team who succeeded one year and struggled the next year, I bet there were warning signs from oh that, sure that, and and like and, and one of the things that we're seeing with the Celtics is that they've learned so many good lessons. They've learned things the right way where they've. They've lost these embarrassing games. They've had these bad seasons. You know, they've had the 2018-19 season. They've had, you know, th their struggles with, with Tristan Thompson. Um, you know, they've had... They, <laughs> they've, <laughs> um, I, I, anytime I get a chance to, I have to do it. Um, <laughs> you know, they've, they, they've had these moments where they've really struggled. And what they've done is they've learned the right lessons. And they've, they've come away from, from games like OKC. And they've said, like, okay... You know, like, let's let's not do that again. Let's let's yeah, learn our yeah. lesson from this. Um, you know, you come away from that Warriors game and you're like, OK, you know, we've learned that that we can we can win games even when we're not perfect. You know, um, come away from the Raptors game. You've learned that you can win games even if you're not perfect and even if you don't have everybody like. Right. These are all super important lessons. And I think if, if you're looking at the Celtics, one of the most impressive things is that they just kind of keep picking up the right habits, the right takeaways yeah. the, the right yeah. things like in that i mean so so yeah i mean i guess to your point if if you want to call that a championship tendency it sure seems like it is right like that yeah 100 um, what what did the spurs do for a decade and a half they just like you know learned the right things over and over and over again um that's it, uh, that's, it sure matters it does matter it does matter and that's why like people people get on me in the comments and saying like i'm biased against jalen brown or something, I got something against Jalen Brown. No, opposite of that. I think Jalen Brown is so good that when he's not playing up to his potential, I call him out because I think he can do so much better. Like that's, you got to understand that. If I didn't think Jalen Brown could do better than what he did in that game against Toronto, I would have been like, great game by Jalen. You know, yeah. little struggle at first, but he picked it up at the end. Great game by Jalen. No, that's not what I'm saying. Like, I'm not going to give him, that's a great game. That's a good game. Put up some great stats, but I think he could be better than what he is. And and I think by chasing 
some of the stuff that he's chasing or seems to be chasing, he puts himself in a position to actually uh, fail more often. If he lets the game come to him, like that New Orleans game is such, I'm holding that New Orleans game up such a high standard for him because that was letting the game come to him. And he was wonderful. He had 41 points. That was, that is the Jalen Brown that I know can come in and play every night, not 41 points every night, but that level of play. And so that's the stuff that I'm hoping that he learns that every time you have a first half where you're like, okay, he's, he's, the ball movement kind of died when he was on the floor in that first half. Then in the second half, he like he had one of the assists to, to uh, Peyton Pritchard where he did a great job splitting two defenders, drawing the two, and immediately giving it up. Beautiful. Beautifully done. Pritchard hits the three. Jalen gets the assist. That's it. That's how you do it. Um, I want these guys to learn these lessons. And, and when we bring up these lessons, it's because we know they can learn them. And when they do learn them, they are so damn good. This is a championship-level team. And so whenever I bring up something like this, it's because I know they can do it better, and they're capable of doing it better. And if I didn't think they were capable of doing it, I wouldn't bring it up. Yeah. I mean, look, it's the Jalen one is funny because do you remember? I think he was – I think it was with Ball is Life. Um, he did like a, a look back at um, – a look back at his high school uh, uh, videos. Like th it was this season – and, he, you know, he, he kind of was like he was kind of talking about he's like, you know, everybody says that I work really hard. And, 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 and he was like, I've, I've been a prodigy <laughs> like and he's not wrong. Yeah. Right. Like, you know, he was he's six foot seven. He's a, he's yeah, a super course. athlete. He is a prodigy. And it's like and, and, you know, like you kind of hold him to that standard where it's like, OK, yeah, you are, dude. Like you should be an all NBA player, you know, like so. 100%. You know, Let's see it, man. Like, and to your point, second half, uh, you know, last night's game, like balls moving really well. Um, you know, he had six assists, like as, as yeah. kind of the Celtics like lead guy. That's, that's good, man. Three, three of the assists. He was drawing multiple people. He had a pretty good game. He had, he had, a, he had a really good game, especially in the second half. So, yeah. um, you know, yeah, I think, uh, I, I think that's very fair. I think, I think it's fair to hold him to a really high standard. I think he wants to be held to a high standard. Right. Um, and, and he should. He's really good. <laughs> That's it. That's the thing. And we hold the team to a high standard. We hold the team to a high standard. And I think they're they're holding themselves now Correct. to that high standard as well. Whatever standard we thing. hold them to doesn't really matter. It's the standard what that we they do. hold themselves right, to. Right, right, right. I mean, unless they're all, I mean, they could be, they could have this playing on the on the team bus. Let's see what Corrales and Westerholm are saying about, uh, oh, you know, he's right. These guys are right. We got a rah rah, Joe Missoula. Don't give a pregame speech. Just play the podcast. Very simple. You know, uh, and then pay us, please. And then yes, pay us for uh, that because we don't work for free. No, uh, certainly don't. I my motivational talks are very expensive. <laughs> All right, Tom. Appreciate you hopping on. Appreciate you. Uh, I'll, I'll wave to you at your hi, yeah, Tom, yeah. Miami. Yeah, hey, hey, man. Yeah. Oh man, the weather's so nice here. <laughs> all right thanks to tom thanks to you sorry for the distractions during the show uh i thought it would be fun to podcast from a balcony because how often do you podcast from a balcony in miami like never uh so i want to thank everybody for listening for watching uh remember subscribe wherever you get your podcast uh things are going to get loud as i wrap things up of course so if you are a subscriber please share the podcast Tell your friends, tell everybody that they should be listening to and watching the Lockdown Celtics podcast right here on the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day.